Every journey starts with a thought, a vision, fueled by a why. But what's your why? Why do you want to be more today than you were yesterday? You already know that you have to trust the process and just be persistent. You already know that next level results require next level effort, period. But why is today different than any other day? What's your why? How are you going to get to the next level? See, most of you want to make it to the promised land of success, but aren't willing to make the sacrifices. Let me be clear. Nobody said it was going to be easy. No handouts. No excuses. It's just you versus you. It's go time. Find your wife for the 5 a.m. wake-up call. Find your wife for the extra mile you have to do after the workout. Find your wife to face that fear. Take that test. Make that move. Come on, y'all. Your whole life has been a warm-up for this moment right here. Today, are you finally ready to play? You got to decide to stay always on the move. Less talk, more action. Just be better. Just be more. Be more today. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. My name is Sean Thomas, I'm the author of Be More Today a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were gonna do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great, or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts. Workouts. You. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. What's going on, folks? It's your boy here, Dr. Sean Thomas, episode 82, part two of our special marathon edition of the Be More Today show. We are back, we are back, we are back in the building. And folks, this is our second portion of the Be More Today show. We are doing this because uh, the marathon happened and there's so many people that I want to just highlight from my running club, Be More Today. I mean, the Sparkling Running Club. But as always, Be More Today is a movement continuing to go forward doing so many things. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and our travel group is popping right now. So if you're on Strava, please go and join our group, the Strava group, if you're a runner, walker, jogger, etc. Go out there and join us and be a part of the movement. 
our website bmonte.com has everything from uh, my book um uh, our pocket information our swag store is open with some great swag stuff for the winter time and our sweatshirts and hats and as always be more today's show continues to push forward now in 46 countries we are moving moving growing and it's all thanks to your love and support and i thank you guys so much for what you've done for us um as always there's a be more today challenge in january january 1st we're doing our steps to greatness challenge uh it's going to be actually a calorie challenge so 40 days of any kind of fitness you want to do running walking jogging swimming um but we're going to be logging our calories not our miles per se but how many calories you're actually burning for 40 days that's going to be our goal for our next challenge second january 1st so look out for that and my quote for today is the same as last week because it's still poignant for our post marathon runners to get through the hardest journey we need to take one step at a time we must keep on stepping folks i am a privilege to be a part of a running club that had 24 runners finish the nyc marathon this year and we highlighted some of them last week we're going to continue to highlight them this week as well and uh again we had three people who were not with us for the show racing marquise and heather but the other 21 people are here and have been uh, sharing their stories. And the next person I have on this docket is Keitha Roden, who's also been on the show in the past and is making her second appearance on the show. Keitha, what is going on? Hi, Dr. Sean. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I am very good, my dear. It's great to see you. Uh, listen, you've been on the show before. We appreciate you so much. And this is your first marathon that's now in the books. So yes. how does it feel? How does it feel to be outside of your comfort zone? You mentioned your comfort zone is 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 not so much this, but you've made it now your comfort zone and training, completing your first marathon in the biggest city in the world. How does it feel now, a week out? Okay, so it's absolutely surreal. Um, I think that I'm now kind of settling into the whole idea that I completed a marathon. It was really intense but in a good way. Um, I'm next in my comfort zone. Um, I had made the decision to run in 2020. Um, and then, of course, because of the pandemic, um, that didn't happen um, for me. Um, and when the idea came up, um, I was thinking to do it in 2022. So that I kind of put my mind to doing it in 2022. But then when the opportunity came up, I was like, to run in 2021, I was like, okay, so maybe I can do this. So I kind of pretty much just prayed on it. Um, I've been asking God to give me some opportunities to um, be more courageous. And I felt like this was actually an opportunity that came up. So I pressed forward and I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did not regret it. Um, I, you know, going through the training was really intense for me personally, even though um, I do run. Because um, I was a part of the run club long before doing the marathon. I just felt like I did not have the stamina to kind of move forward with the marathon. And I was just concerned about my ability to kind of keep up. Right. Um, even though um, I can, there's a, an a opportunity to walk the marathon. I kind of felt like I wanted to run it. So I had that kind of goal that I had set for myself. So I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to try this and see how things go. So when Ish gave me the opportunity to switch 2022 to 2021, I took it. And the rest is history. Amazing. Listen, I don't, you know you mentioned on your social media page that uh, your PCP recommended being more active and choosing running as a self-care activity was a good thing. Now, you've been on the show actually in the past talking about self-care and the benefits of it. And 
how integral it can really be to make sure that you balance your life with taking care of yourself. Um, as a social worker, you know, how important is it that you practiced, you practiced, right, your self-care activities yourself and you actually are doing what you preach? How important is that for you in dealing with uh, your clients and your profession? Well, that's absolutely important to me because I feel like when you do practice what you preach, you connect with people in a very authentic way. Um, a very big part of my job is the helping relationship that I build with my clients. So being able to help people process their experiences while kind of pulling on the examples that I can pull from my own life, I think is very powerful. Um, I am in a place where um, self-care is very, very important to me, not only talking about it professionally, but actually doing the work. And running is actually one of my most um, effective forms of self-care right now. Um, not only um, the running part of it for me to feel good physically, but it's the emotional part of it. Um, it's the psychological part of it. Um, it's the spiritual part of it, right? And I feel like the Spartan Sundays Run Club has all of those things kind of like packaged a certain way. So it kind of helps me tap into every part of the self-care journey and the categories that um, of self-care. So yeah. I really feel really um, happy that I was able to not only practice self-care along the way, I kind of talk about my journey, but also learn to kind of focus in on um, how I could strengthen um, my self-care practices, right? So in terms of um, making really deep and authentic connection with others, I feel like the club helped me to do that. Um, even though it's not, um, the, the focus of running is really for yourself, like physically, but I feel that this experience of training and doing the marathon helped me connect authentically with other people, which was really, really a positive experience for me. Um, um, shout out to my running buddy, um, Sharon Dagru, best, um, that we stuck together throughout the entire marathon. And that was such an amazing experience for me. And I'm so happy um, in terms of that. Um, I'm also really um, living my values is very important to me. I value health. I value God. I value um, my mental health. Um, I value authentic connections with others. And I just feel like this whole experience allowed me to really live out my values in a very loud way. So I, mm -hmm. I, I was just so excited to be a part of the whole experience. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did it. You did it with flying colors and shout out to the Trini crew. Got to do that. Trini crew was definitely in the house for this marathon. Um, listen, what's the one thing learned about yourself during this time? You know, a lot of people learn a lot of things in the training process, in the race too. But the training forward, I think, is where a lot of the growth really happens for people. What's the one thing you learned about yourself during that training time? Um, I think I learned that um, I'm stronger than I think um, in whether physically, emotionally, psychologically. Um, I'm a very ambitious person by nature. So when I set my mind to something, <laughs> I kind of push towards it, regardless mm -hmm. of how I feel sometimes. You know, I still press because I, I, I want to live up to my word. So I learned that I am stronger than I think. I also um, am able to enjoy the process and not just focus on the end goal. Like that was something really big for me during our runs, our training runs. I would take pictures of our beautiful city, which um, I'm so amazed by the pictures that I took. And it really um, spoke to the experience that I was having in the moment, taking the pictures and really taking in everything. Um, and I really know that I could enjoy the process and not always focus too much on the end goal. Because I think sometimes when we focus on the end goal, it can become a little overwhelming. 
Um, but if it is that we kind of focus on the process step by step, that could be more enjoyable. So that's what I learned about myself, that I could actually enjoy the process and I'm stronger than I think. And with God on my side, I can do anything I put my mind to. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I always say trust the process. And I think that's one of the things that is the hardest thing to do. Um, but when you really start to do it, it just makes everything a lot easier when you actually are just recognizing that what you're doing is right. You're on the right track. You're on the right page. Just keep doing it. Keep pushing and you will see results. So Absolutely. I'm proud of you. Keith. I got to say, yeah, you, you, you did your thing this year. And I'm excited to see, as everyone has already shared so far, what's next on the docket for them. What's next for you for 2022? Well, in terms of what's next for me, I would I would focus more on like definitely continuing to run and um, races of all lengths. Um, I do want to do a marathon in, um, in another um, city um, and possibly another country as well. So um, I also want to work on the on, on running well, right? And really integrating all those techniques that we talked about in terms of my breathing, um, strengthening um, um, strengthening my body in different ways so that I can run well, right? And also to in, um, decrease the time that I did this time around. I really wasn't focused on time this time around, but moving forward, I really wanna focus on my pace and my time. So those yeah. are the two things that I really wanna focus on and to continue running. Um, it's been working for me and I love it. And yeah. I love this part in Sunday Run Club. Um, and I really appreciate both you and Ish and all the support that you've given us through the journey. Um, it was um, highly appreciated and um, we would not have been able to do what we did without the support that you guys provided. So I really appreciate that as well. So I look forward to continuing with you guys in the run club, whatever God has in store for us. Awesome. We appreciate you too, Keith. Thank you so much for all you've done and for being a part of the running club. And yeah, we'll see what's in summer 2020. Looking forward to it. Okay, bye. Thank no you. Problem, no problem. Folks, we got back my my wife and my daughter, Sonalia. They're on the call right now. Uh, pie Cakes, a.k.a. Pie Cakes. Uh, what's going on, my dear? Now we're having a hard time hearing her still. So we're gonna try to come back to her in a little bit. If not, I have to have her come downstairs, <laughs> which is all good. Uh, we're gonna move forward on now uh, to our miles upon miles. Sharon, aka Sha Sharon, Jagru, Trinity. Hi, Sorry. hi, Dr. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Feeling, you know. Mighty fine. <laughs> yes, yes, I see, I see. Listen, you, um, of all the people in the group, I, I gotta say, you, you've been killing it this year in terms of mileage, right? We had a Be More Today four-day challenge earlier this year, and you basically led our team to qualifying for one of the top three spots for that challenge. And then you go on to run your first ever NYC marathon. Did you ever think, you'd be putting in this many miles at this point in your life not at all and to be honest even with the 40-day challenge i didn't even realize up to a certain point that i was even leading i didn't even know how to check it but when i started with the year i said you know what all these pandemic pounds i am not having it so i'm going to be moving 
What I said I was going to do is join, you know, different challenges. I did the Be More Today, the Grid. I had other virtual challenges going on. So I just knew that that would push me, especially during the cold months, to really get out there and put that mileage in. Awesome. Awesome. And you did that. And I got to say, I was really impressed by you because you pretty much set the standard for us early on. You 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 got out there, you uh, were putting in miles earlier on this year, and it really sparked, even me, it really sparked a lot of us to say, you know what? It's go time. It's time to get outside. It's time to put things down, uh, take this thing seriously. And it paid off. It paid off big time. Um, listen, what was the difference for you? I know you had a chance to um, do the race last year, and um, it was a fear that you mentioned. Oh, uh, this year was definitely different for you. You seem fearless this year. What was the difference between this year and 2019 for you? Okay. So 2019, what had happened was um, I thought a half marathon was my end. I did the Staten Island half. I was like, that's the end of my running. Um, then I was told, no, we should probably do the marathon. The bad thing is I joined the group training runs when you guys did like a 14 to 16, something like that type of mileage. That was the longest I have ever tried to run. And that just put a fear in me because I was like, wait, I still have to go like 10 or maybe 12 more miles after this. I literally stopped and I was like, no, this is too scary for me. I'm not doing it. I'm not having it. This year, though, I, I knew I had a missed opportunity. So when the opportunity arrived, I was like, okay, you know what? Definitely I'm taking it. And this year I trained. So when I joined the training runs, it was at a lower mileage and my body was able to get used to you know, doing longer runs and building up to it and getting used to it. So that definitely was a difference. That's incredible. And it also shows that when you put that work in, right, you can definitely get over those hurdles. And yeah. a lot of that fear that we keep up is just that, right? It's just fear, fear of the unknown, fear of what can happen. But when you put that training into it, then the fear goes away. I mean, the smile that you had when we saw you crossing uh, about the finish at mile 25, <laughs> Let's we know that you were really prepared for this thing. You were really prepared for this thing. And, you know, I know that you have a history of, of a lot of knee issues, as do I. We've talked about that a number of times. Um, what advice would you share with anyone who experiences knee issues, but they want to push to get to be able to do something like a marathon? What advice would you share about how you got through this, this training period? Okay. So definitely it was listen to your body. The night before the marathon, Mel asked me, what is your, your pace? What are you, your anticipated time to end? I looked at him and I go, I don't know. My knee is my pacer. So that's what I did. Through, throughout the training, I listened to my body. When I would push myself and I would you know, run with the faster runners, I was able to complete the training. But then the next day I was in you know, some pain, some swelling. And then I had to learn, you know what? You have to stay at your pace. So I stayed at my pace. I listened to my body. I would not wait until I was in pain to walk. I would do that interval walking. And even the exercises that, that you, Dr. Sean, you had given to me, I would practice that, you know, do those exercises, get my knee, you know, to like a better position. And I must say, you had taped my knees and you told me, yes, you should wear uh, the compression sleeve. And I had not one knee pain during that marathon. I had other pains, but not one knee pain. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. And you know what? I, I appreciate you trusting me. Um, a lot of people, you know, it, it's hard to uh, trust when you don't know what's going on. You don't know how things are going to feel. And especially when things are coming on, like a marathon is happening in a week and you're like, how am I going to get through this? But to trust something new like that, I appreciate you trusting me and I'm glad it paid off because it was just a joy for me to see you cross the finish line, knowing all that we had done in terms of getting your knees right. And it's just amazing to see that, like you said, when you do those things and you prepare, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So uh, now that this is all done, right, you got the swag and you're doing your thing now, what's next for you for 2022? Okay. So I've told a couple of people 2021 was my running year. Um, at the end of this year, I would have over maybe over 35 medals because I've been doing, you know, different runs. Um, but I haven't caught the bug per se. So for next year, I do want to run because I do love the benefits now of running mm -hmm. that I do like. But I do want to try new things. I'm not sure what the, that new thing would be. But definitely, like Isha mentioned, that Lola Challenge is something I would like to do. You know, just different types of, of new things that I want to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing whatever you decide to do. And uh, we're going to be here with the running club to continue to inspire you and push you forward. So Sharon Jagger, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. And I hope to see your sons, if you're listening, also out here at some point in time too. Yes, so see what we can do. Thanks That's a lot. Right. That's right. No problem. So folks, we're going to keep moving with our show. And I have uh, some special guests who are in the same building as me right now. And I'm glad that they're here. My boo oh. is here. My boo is here. And there's someone else that you want to bring on whenever she's ready. Come on over. She's working on. Oh, she's doing some work right now. So listen, Pie Cakes, you're, it's 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 awesome to have you close to me. Right, rock that metal, rock that metal. Um, as I said before, you know, you're a three-time marathoner now and it's amazing to see you run. Um, we've had many conversations about running over the last couple of years, but to see you run and now finish your third marathon, I mean, how's it feel? Uh, it feels a little surreal because I cannot believe that I actually finished the last marathon, the one that was like seven days ago, <laughs> um, because <clears throat> I really do believe that God did that because I, I, I like there are these moments in my life when it's very clear that God was in control because I don't remember a lot of the details. They're just little moments where I remember talking to God, but there are a lot of details I don't remember. And that's what this um, marathon feels like to me. So I really know that God was like moving my feet, moving my mind, moving me along. Um, I don't feel that good health wise because I have bronchitis. So you're going to hear me cough a bunch during this. Uh, and that's probably because it's been a really hectic, crazy beginning of the new school year. And um, I didn't, you know, train properly. And um, my body is just shutting down. But I'm very grateful that I'm able to move, walk, and I got this medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate that. And listen, I, I know that um, for, for, for you, it hasn't always been the easiest thing to, to run. I know I even in terms of our scheduling, right? There are many times where I go out early morning runs and you stay home, we switch vice versa. Um, but training has always been that thing where you numerous times, or numerous times have said, I didn't train for this one. I didn't train for that one. <clears throat> um, 
what's different this time for you moving forward for future marathons? I know you mentioned that you sometimes want to get back into training for these things. So is it something that you're looking forward to doing for the future? Is it something that you think you're just going to get into at all? What are your thoughts? Well, I say a lot that I don't train and I just want to like be clear on what that actually means. Um, Come on over. <laughs> oh, you want to get close? Okay. Get close. okay. <laughs> um, uh, when I say I don't train, what I mean is that I don't train consistently. I don't, um, I sort of just like show up and part of when I show up is when I feel like, man, everybody else is showing up. So I should go. Or when I get really, really nervous and scared and I'm like, okay, I should probably go and try something. Um, this last year, I think I, for this marathon, I ran eight times according to Strava, uh, between August and marathon Sunday. So, um, you know, I, these last couple of days, I've been sort of going through this period of regret because, you know, this was the 50th anniversary of the New York city marathon. It's such a big deal. Everybody was so hype. I've been listening to everyone on the show talk about, um, how exciting it was and how like moved they were. And I felt all those things, I think, cause I was, like I said before, there's a lot of it that I don't remember, but I feel like it was sort of like a wasted squandered opportunity for me, which I don't love. And so I guess the, the answer to your question about like where I'm like how I'm feeling now about training is that I do feel like God has given me these opportunities to do incredible things that so many people don't do. I mean, it's what 1% of something of the world. Um, and so I just feel like uh, I should take advantage of that and like not waste the opportunity. Now, having said that, right, I sort of feel this way the days following the marathon each time. And so hopefully I will actually like take this momentum and move forward with it. I, um, I don't know. I, this, this year was very different for me because typically I'm really competitive and I sort of like have this feeling of like, well, if everyone else is doing it, then I'm doing it and I have to do it better. Um, and that doesn't pan out. Like, listen, there are people, you, Vanessa white future body, um, who, who, uh, <clears throat> I will never amount to and never be better than, and never like reach that level or, you know, just like literally take a life transformation. Um, but I, uh, I do feel like there was this, there was this real competitive piece for me that did not exist this year. And so I'm hopeful that that will push me because then it's less about like wanting to like not let someone pass me and more just about like my own journey. Um, I did take that part very seriously, Sean, which was like that you kept saying to us, run your own race, run your own race, run your own race, run your own race. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. And that's very honest. And, you know, I think that, I guess my question for you now is, you know, I, I think about your, your, your family structure and you and I have talked about this in the past about how athletics and sports were not really strongly encouraged um when you were growing up <laughs> academics were which is fantastic right um but now that you recognize that there is a athlete that's in you in a warrior that's inside of you that you've shown for various spartan races and now for three marathons um you know what do you what do you do with that how do, how do you translate that into your, your regular routine now and what's it feel like knowing that you're a runner like it's an innate part of you that you just come out whether you train a little bit or a lot of it, you go out and you can run these mileages 
um, with with the best of people. Like, what what do you do with that, and how do you transition that into your your future for 2022? So yeah, growing up, <clears throat> athletics was not part of our sort of like world because I think for my dad, and this is probably true for a lot of families of immigrants is that like you didn't we they he didn't get here to america because of anything other than academia and so um yes you can come now she wants to be a part um so um you know uh we didn't get a chance to i mean we did like extracurricular things like soccer and things like that that everybody else did but none of us were part of anything really that great my sister was on track and then you know, school got in the way. My other sister was in soccer and then school got in the way. And so, um, you know, I never really saw the benefits of, of like athleticism or just like being a part of a team, but like since being with you and seeing how disciplined you are and how, like, uh, how much that influences how, who you are today. And I always say like, you never stop, you never move. You're the most, um, uh like you you literally never pause um and i think a lot of that has to do with your um innate abilities as like a like from from being a runner um and so i'm being long-winded but i guess what i'm trying to say is not having that and then sort of like having it in your life all the time because your partner is very much into this world um has had a really big benefit for me um, in terms of seeing my potential. I also see the health benefits. Uh, I remember listening to um, Juanita, coached by Cabello, um, who was just telling me about like a while ago, we went on like a random run and we like ran into Coney Island and there was like a place where there were French fries and that's all I really wanted. And she was just talking to me about, you know, like my health and like my body and like making better choices. And we talked a lot about sugar and my obsession. And, you know, as somebody who grew up in this space, where like thinking about longevity and life was just not something thinking about my health was just not a focus for me. This experience has really like shaped me and changed me and moved me to like, think more about that. And then seeing how active Sonali is, and how, don't get it twisted, you y'all see these medals up here. She has one in her room too, right, with medals on it. Um, so, you know, just seeing that and seeing the benefit of that and, and like all the things that she's getting from that, it's changed me. It's really made me think a lot. Now, like, am I going to move that into practice? I hope, I pray. I'm asking all y'all to pray for me. Um, but, yeah, I see the benefit and I – and and. I'm trying to get rid of that sort of like there's only one path to success, which is something that I think as a child of an immigrant was really instilled in me because it felt like for immigrants, there was really only one path for my parents, especially there was really only one path. And so I don't know, that's a really long winded way of me saying I feel like sports and athleticism is something that is really great and i do think that i have this sort of innate ability to run which i'll never fully admit and hopefully will take better advantage of but we'll see yeah absolutely <laughs> i know for many of your races you run with a little picture of somebody yeah on your on your uh on your little pouch what's what's the significance of that and why is sonali <clears throat> with you for every single race well 
well, first of all, look at this little face. And second, um, you know, I always think about, for me, the hardest part is uh, the mental, right? And so I'm constantly like, this is too hard. You need to stop. Your body can't take this. You need to give up. 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 And one place in particular that that's really hard for me is towards the end. Um, and uh, I, I want to give like, when I say towards the end, I don't mean like 200 meters out. I mean like two miles from the end, right? Like you've gone 24 miles in your body. She's like, no, I'm done. And I, I carry Sonali's picture on me. I tape it to the front of me and I tape it to the back of me because I feel like if I'm looking at her, everyone else should be looking at her too because she's so cute. Um, because I feel like how can I look at her and tell her not to give up in her math assignments, in her writing, in her reading, in cleaning her room, and all the things if I'm going to give up, right? And I feel like we have this little agreement, she and I, where when I get tired, what do you tell me to do? look at your picture, right? And that you'll give me energy to keep moving. And I really believe in that. And I really believe like, that's really motivated me because whenever I want to give up, I just think like, well, what message am I sending to her? If she were to see me in this moment, giving up, what would she think? So, yeah. yeah. So now you had a chance to actually watch mommy when she was running the marathon this year, right? Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts when you saw mommy run by you? My thoughts were that she is not giving up. She wasn't giving up, right? And that's a great thing to see, Mama not give up, right? Mm -hmm. Did you make this for us as well? What is this? It's a beautiful picture that she made for all of us for running for running the marathon. Oh, Isn't this fantastic. nice? It's it's beautiful. Very nice. And another one upstairs. Yes. There's and one upstairs. Yeah, we came home to a great picture that's uh, made for all the marathon runners who ran that day. Yes, Sasha. One more question for you before yeah. we let you guys go. There's a certain phrase that um, <laughs> I wasn't privy to um, before the marathon, but had the uh, the blessing and the, and the luxury of, of learning from you in particular um, that I know was shared with the Holy Spirit Activate. Yeah, that's Holy it. Spirit that's Activate. It. Holy Spirit Activate. <laughs> activate. Is that the one you're talking That's about? That's what I was talking about. Yeah. I was curious how that phrase <laughs> helped you get and others get through the marathon for 2021. <laughs> well, okay. So backstory, not my phrase, obviously. It's from uh, the Steve Harvey, well, Family Feud. And there was a, a contestant on, I think, from like Wilson Phillips, that group from the 90s, 80s. And um, before she was doing like the final round, she just told Steve to wait and was like, holy spirit, activate. And, you know, it, it's funny, but it's actually like really in, an incredible sort of statement. And um, I don't know, I just started saying it the morning of uh, when we were waiting at the train station. And then I just like legit would not stop to the point where I'm pretty sure other people were like, holy spirit, activate and shut her up. But I just kept saying it and, you know, I was saying it like in a jokey way, but really I was saying it like honestly in a real way because, you know, this race is for me, it is really mental and it's really one of those things where, and it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a huge toll on your body and it's really one of those things where you feel like 
if, if I'm left to my own devices, I'm not doing it. I'm giving up at mile three when my knee hurts and my foot hurts and everything hurts. And I can't believe this is happening. And there's still so many miles left to go. And so I, uh, I kept saying it throughout the marathon. I mean, at one point I asked Pammy to pray for me during the marathon because she is amazing. And I asked a stranger on the street who was telling us about God to pray for me. And throughout the marathon, especially the last four miles, I was saying, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Because I really needed the Holy Spirit to carry me through. And typically I call Lunice the Holy Spirit, but I knew she wasn't going to carry me through the marathon. So I needed the real Holy Spirit to carry me through uh, this race. And so to me, I'm going to use that for everything because I'm not probably going to say it in the like corny way that I was saying it, although I probably will, honestly. Um, but <clears throat> You know, I do think like when the Holy Spirit activates, there's like really nothing that we can't do. Right. And so um, and this is like a true test. I mean, I ran eight times. The longest I ran was 20 miles with the group. And that's because, Sean, you were like, if you don't go out and run, you're probably not going to finish this marathon. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to finish this marathon. Oh, my God, I'm probably not going to finish this marathon. I should go to the 20 mile run. And so, you know, I just I feel like it was it it was really God. And I've taken up a lot of time. I'm sorry. No, you're great. You're great. I appreciate all you, you shared today. And I'm glad that you got through it. And I'm excited to see what's in store for 2020. We are doing the Fred Lebo. 2022. Uh, 2022. I know you put it out there first. We're doing Fred Lebo in January, January 23rd. So Central Park, two laps. If you want to join us for that, hop on board. But yeah, that's going to be our first race for the next year. So I'm going to follow your lead. And I'm really going to try to train people. Awesome. See, awesome. See. Thank you guys so much for coming down. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you so much for having us. No problem. And Peace um, out, everyone. Peace. Peace. There you go. We're going to go on to our next guest. There's so many more we have to just get through. And it's been, again, everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. Uh, and everyone has um, their own way of getting this thing done. And hey, again, whether you come first or last, you put the training in, you're a champ. You're a champ. And that's what we're always talking about on the show to make sure you put what you have to do to get things done. Uh, our next runner is is no um, no stranger to the show. Uh, in various ways, they have been a part of Be More today, uh, giving back and, and being a part. Uh, he's actually a um, great friend of mine. Uh, we connect on various levels uh, pretty much every single day. Um, and it's been a real great honor, actually, just connecting with with very few on the team, I mean, all of our runners are fantastic, right? As you've seen and had the chance to meet them face to face, you know, it's one thing when you see someone's name, but um, having a chance to actually know their story is totally different. And I think that's the beauty of these podcasts and and, and these shows and even social media. Uh, you have a chance to really see the inner workings of what goes behind the scenes in certain people's lives, and it gives you a great appreciation of what's really happening, not just on the during the race, but you know, during the week. Um, so I, I appreciate all you guys being on the show and anyone who's listening and, and out there who's like, oh, I am inspired to do this now. Go on our Facebook page, look up Spartan Sunday Running Club, look at Be More Today, get on there and join the party. We have a lot of things happening all the time for you guys to join us with activities from weekly workouts to our, our um, races that we do every single year. So do not be a stranger. And there he is, folks. My guy, the man with the master plan, <laughs> to add to come to the scene. 
you guys know him as Eugene Byers Jr. I know him as Rise to Grind. Rise to Grind, what is going What's on? What's going on, man? What's going on? It's another day man. we talking, man. That's that's how it that's how it is. That's how it be. So uh <laughs> listen, welcome to the one percent club, man. I know you prove it to yourself that you can do it. Um and you know, I I know that you you've been asked about this in the past and you were like, nah, nah, that's y'all. That's y'all. But now we can say it's us. So right. what what held you back before? that you recognize is no longer there now when it comes to this marathon thing? I mean, running, running, like, yeah, I was like, no, that I was like, yeah, that was y'all like that. No, thanks. No, thanks. And then something happened. It was funny. I think I was praying with someone one Sabbath morning. And then after that, someone asked me a question, Dr. Sean, and hey, if you got the opportunity, would you? I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Then got a call back with you and it's just like, yo, here's your opportunity. I was like, wow, I stepped in it. I stepped in it. And uh, and it was a challenge, man. It, it was a challenge. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm not a runner, um, but okay, this is a big deal. And so uh, let's go for it. And let's see let's see what's up and um it's beautiful it's beautiful man yeah yeah and you did it you did it flying colors you did it your way and um you know weight training is very different from endurance running as you know right and you you know we've had you on the show doing workouts for us front sundays and you know other things as well um how did you balance the two together during your training you mentioned you did weight uh weight training straight training and the running together which is basically the, the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as a, I'll call you, I can call you novice, I guess, or as a formerly novice runner, because now you're a runner, you're a marathoner. Right. Um, how, how did that transition go for you in terms of integrating the running into your training program? It was, it was tough. It was, it was a lot of discipline. It was a lot of uh, trial and error, honestly, because my body, a lot of mornings were like, nah, bro. Or at night, like, no, like you, I put my body through a lot to sometimes you do a run and then come back and work out like for real. So it, I'm still getting used to it, but it, I I wasn't, I wasn't going to stop. I was like, okay, we have to do this. We have to make sure that, you know, you complete, that you are complete. And um, I didn't want to lose anything because I'm running and just focusing on running. But I believe just like you said, you you need both in order to be in that tip top shape to be able to make it through. And it was and it was mental. And guess what? I needed that for that race. Uh the training, everything, twenty miles and then coming up the week and talking about, okay, now we have to go and work out. That's mental because there were some mornings where I had some big conversations with myself. 15, 20 minutes, like, nope, we're not going to do this. Yeah, we have to do this, just a back and forth. And uh, it, it was really setting that schedule and pushing through the pain because there's a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, I, or, I can't run. I, wanna, I don't want to lose my muscle mass. I mm-hmm. don't want to lose this. I don't lose that. But, I mean, unless you're one of these big guys who's, you know, running sub three marathons, you know, you're running 40 miles a week, mm-hmm. 
you're not you're not losing that much muscle mass. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. all the people who are out there saying, "Oh, I can't run because I don't I don't want to I don't want to lose," I get all of that. But it, it takes a lot. I mean, even like you you've seen because now you, you you do both. It takes a lot to really lose the muscle mass. As long as you're continuing to to put on the muscle mass with the weight training and the strength training. And you're doing the running on the side, you're not going to mm-hmm. lose as much as you as you think. What you will actually do is tone up. Right. And so you probably notice in your training that there's a different kind of tone that you have now because um, everything is tight, yeah. right? You're, you're yeah. probably one of the best shapes you've been in a long time because now you've been integrated the the endurance training runs with your your strength training runs. It's like a whole new level of training. And correct right. me if I'm wrong. No, absolutely right. And I mean, the one thing I'd say is that you just just like the like you you guys preach to us with our running and pacing yourself and putting in the work and you know everything that you've worked on from that time you do we do the same thing the day of the race it's really putting that schedule together you know if you're if you're trying to do both or if you're adding it it's just really understanding your body knowing some days you got to take a break but it's it's definitely worth it and you don't have to do you know, whereas before, before running, you may have been doing a whole lot of weightlifting, however you do it. But you just you, you scale back, you make adjustments and and you move forward. And it's it's beautiful right now. It really is. And I'm, I'm looking forward to keeping it going. Awesome. Listen, what was the most memorable moment for you uh, crossing the line for NYC from start to finish? What was the most memorable moment you had for this marathon? Most memorable moment is seeing my family on first half. Like that just took the cake. Um, they weren't supposed to be there. Mm. So uh, I wasn't expecting them to be there. It was just people asking me, hey, where is S going to be? You know, she's going to be in it. No, nah, she, she won't be there. And it was just uh, the kids going to, no, she's not. And I was in my mind. They will not be there. I will see them when I get home. I'm good. I was good, man. I I I I was running with my head down, talking to myself like, "All right, let's let's keep going." And uh, I heard my niece calling my name, but I was like, "Why am I hearing that right now?" And uh, when I look up, she's jumping. I see Amber and Austin jumping. I see S in the back, and they videoing me. I see us coworker there, like they all can. I was just like that. That almost took me out. I had to. I had to recruit quickly after that because I was just. God knows what you need. Like He knows what you need, and He He dropped that on me, and that was everything for me right there, man. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big time moment. I remember seeing my favorite chair for me for the first time, and it it hits you different, you know. Mm-hmm. You cheering for somebody is, is one thing, but you being cheered for, recognizing that someone's been tracking you your, your entire journey. Right. And, um, you know, you see so many faces in New York that, that are strange faces for the mm-hmm. most part. You know, they're calling your name because it's on your shirt. Right. But when you see someone whose face you recognize, um, it's like you, you, you've seen them for the first time in a year. You may have seen them <laughs> even yesterday, right. but you haven't seen them for miles, right? It, mm-hmm. it just hits you differently and it gives you an extra boost that. Some people take tear up. Some people, you know, 
have a hard time dealing with it because it's so emotional that 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 connection even for that brief second yeah. but it, it's something that really can 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 boost you and propel you like you said for the next three four or five miles so Absolutely. i'm glad you experienced that and um i know that you my friend are one of the many who as you said in this show now has the bug so now that you have this sickness right this fever that could that's can, can continue to seep into next year what's next for you for 2022 2022 number one spartan races trifecta that's already on the calendar that's set um perfecting my running form that's one of the things that i know like we've spoken in early training i had some issues and then you talked to me about looking at how I'm stepping, um, my form and whatnot. And when I, I changed, I tweaked that a little bit. That definitely helped me out. So I want to get better there. And uh, I hope we get to Chicago. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to Chicago. Uh, can I run the marathon in New York City again next year? I'm, I'm, I'm down in all the, now let me not say all the races, but I'm looking forward to many of the different races around New York. Um, and um even outside of New York and the country as well. So I am, I'm looking to really become a better runner um, overall. And uh, I guess a hybrid athlete, I guess that's, that's, that's the goal to be able to do both. And so that, that's the goal for 2020 and beyond. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate that rise to grind at, I don't know about Spartans, man. Listen, I, 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 you and I have done Killington together. We got through that madness. Um, I, I said once I hit twenty, that would be it. But right. you know, I, 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 as you know, you and I have spoken about this marathon, and and for me, you know, it, it this is a marathon that I trained for. Um, I felt great during. I didn't hit the time that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go out like I wanted to go out. You know, and um, I'd be remiss to 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 see so many people conquering their goals and conquering their issues and saying they want to go on and me being like, mm, I'm done here. Because mm-hmm. I know, like you said, even for you, there's more, there's more that you want to do. There's more that you can do. So I can't say no when you say Spartan races. So you may see me with you somewhere. Okay. I don't know where, but okay. you may see me with you in one of those races for sure. So no doubt. All right. so let's do it. I appreciate you, homie. Appreciate all the stuff you're doing. I appreciate our friendship and our camaraderie. Again, this guy and I talk every single morning uh, for about, who knows, 10 minutes to an hour, depending on what's going on and each other. So I appreciate the friendship and uh, excited to hop into 2022 with you by my side. Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, man. Love you, Brody. Love you too, homie. All right, man. Um, Again, so many people on the show, folks, so many stories, so many great people who are doing, again, Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, you know, this next person right now is, I got to say, of all the people in my life, she is the person who taught me so many things, but she really did. Uh, Even from walking and talking and running and sleeping and reading um, to being able to do what I do now with my family. She is the queen bee, uh, a.k.a. Vanessa McKinney, a.k.a. Ness. Uh, she's my mom, folks. And mom, welcome to the Be More Today show again. What is going on? This is what's going on. Oh, <laughs> Today boy. is what's going on. How are you feeling, Sean? 
I'm good. I'm good. I see you now. You got the poncho in the back. You're rocking the, 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 the metal on your neck. You're doing your thing. How's it feel to be now a two-time marathoner? It feels amazing. It truly does feel amazing. I, I, I had not planned on doing it. I had some, well, I had planned on doing it and then I had some reservations. Uh, 2020, really, or 2020, yeah, took us out with the COVID and all the races that we had done the year before when we ran the 2019 marathon really prepped me physically and mentally. And then to come into 2020 and not working out as vigorously as I would have liked, I really pondered a couple of times about 2021 and the marathon. You know that I, I, I had several times thought about, I don't know if I really want to do this. I don't know if I can. And But now that it's all set and done, I'm glad that it's it's done and I'm glad that I followed through with my, my heart. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about this. So up until, I even say early October, right? We went apple picking. So, um, and I know you were considering not running NYC. Yeah. But, you know, six, six weeks out. Um, so what happened that changed your mind to commit to doing the marathon for this year? I have actually thought about uh, giving my my ticket away to somebody because I just really didn't think I was physically ready. And it's really hard up here to uh, to train, um, especially when you're out here by yourself on these lonely roads, country roads. But um, the thought of the 50th year anniversary going past me, I knew I would regret it after the fact. And I had to really just get my mindset right so that I could just endure whatever it is I had to deal with to make it happen. It wasn't that I had not been training. I had been going out, but I had not been going out for long runs and, you know, just going up in my neighborhood. But I think once I came down into the city, um, you had said to me, well, Ma, just come down, just come down and, 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 and run with the, with the team. And I think that first one I did with the team was 16 miles. And I said, you know what? I probably could do this again. So the next week, I think we did 20 miles. And I had to really question myself. Did we really do 20 miles? Because I didn't feel like we did 20 miles. Um, and I, I, I mean, the group as a whole left me. And they made pit stops along the way to the ladies' room. But I just kept chugging along because I knew if I had stopped, that they would leave me for sure. But um, when it was all said and done, everyone waited at the end. I was the last one to come in. Um, they reminded me, yeah, we just did 20 miles. That was enough to make me realize, okay, so I may not be in the best of shapes, but I could do it. And that's what really changed my mind um, to just go ahead and push, push forward. Yeah, yeah, that's our motto. No Spartan left behind. We, we, no matter how fast, how slow people are, you know, we make sure that everybody finishes the race. Same as Spartan race, right? No matter how fast or how slow people are, we make sure everyone gets to the race and gets it done. And, um, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of things this year, although uh, you say you weren't doing uh, as much up there in the, in the Hudson Valley. I mean, we had our Be More Today Challenge this this past summer and your team actually came in second. And for a yeah. team at that time that did not have all the big numbers of the teams we have down here in terms of 
uh, Bronx and Brooklyn and what have you, mm-hmm. you know, as the captain of your team, you led your team to do very, very well um, in yeah. this challenge. Um, Actually, we would have training- came in first place. You know that. Well, I'm not going to say nothing. We would have came in first place. I'm not going to say nothing more. No, we'll have to see what happens next year. Um, but yeah, how how is training upstate different than training um, with the Spartan City Running Club down here in the city? It's very isolated um, because we don't have that kind of uh, team in the Hudson Valley. You often train by yourself. So even though we had uh, several people, I think we had like 16 people on our team, everyone lives so far away from each other. And we do have some commuters who go to work in the city. So our timing is not as uh, convenient as it may be uh for those in the city. So it's it's a challenge. But the one thing I will say that makes it not so bad is that you get used to running alone. And running is a isolated sport. It's, you know, you're usually running by yourself. So being up here and running by myself didn't feel, it, 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 it didn't feel as bad when I came to the city to run and I was by myself because I was used to running by myself. But you lose out on the encouragement that you would get by seeing other people on the road running, which is what I received when I came into the city to do those uh, last runs, those last long runs, because you would see people out on the street running. They didn't know you. You didn't know them, but there was a nod or, you know, a hello as you passed them by. So you didn't feel so, okay, I'm doing this by myself because there was someone else out there doing the same thing by themselves and you felt okay about it. Right, absolutely. Listen, the you versus you theme is something that, um, you know, we had a couple of years ago and it, but it's resonated throughout the seasons for us. And I know it's something that you really take to heart. Um, yeah. Why is that so powerful for you? Well, I'm not a runner, really. Um, I used to watch you guys run as kids and your dad constantly and I, I never got into it. But I realized that um, life has so many different challenges and um, we are often trying to compete with somebody else. And it really isn't about competing with anyone else or trying to meet someone else's expectation. That competition is within myself, within you individually. So that you versus you became really powerful for me the first year that you guys uh, threw it out and I held on to it because I'm 64 years old. I started running at 62. I cannot compete with the whites or um, you or Pi for that matter. So my my efforts, it's not about you guys. It's about me. It's about me meeting certain goals that I've set for myself and just pushing past those goals. I I, I see what everyone else is doing but I have to do my own race. I have to run my own race. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that process, it's about me dealing with the, the the challenges that I deal with mentally or emotionally and physically as I, you know, get out there and try to beat my, my own, beat my own goals. Yeah, no, I hear that. And, and you're right. And I think the you versus you theme is it's, it's powerful for everyone because it relates to everyone for one. 
And it's a universal theme that can go every single year for two. But like you said, you running your own race and you, and you doing what you have to do is all that we want for Spartan Sundays. It's, it's really our, our main goal to make sure everyone just does what they have to do to recognize that they want to just be better than they were yeah. last time, better than they were last year or last race or last workout, what have you. And as long as you do that, you can always see improvements. Yeah. Um, and you've embodied that. And now that, you know, you're a two-time marathoner uh, and also now a retiree, Right. Congratulations for that as well. Well done. Well done. Um, what is next on the docket for you moving forward? Well, I got into this thing, the marathon, November 7th, stating that I'm done. I am really, 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 really done. But now I have to question that. Am I really done? I, I registered for Chicago. So I'm hoping that they will call me and I'll give it another try. I loved the energy that I saw when I ran and it was a little different this time than the first time. And I think that was because I was so afraid the first time and I didn't know what to anticipate. And this time I being able to run without having anything in my head, I had no headphones, no music. I was just embracing the, the different communities and the diversity of the community and the music and the, and, and the liveliness of each community, um, that I think that part of my next goal would be to prepare to do the marathon again and um, to just do better at it. I, I cut off some time this year compared to 2019. I like to see me cut much more. Um, and I've started a business, so part of my Part of my uh, goals for the next year is to push that business a little bit further so that I could um, truly be more today, you know, and allow mm -hmm. myself to explore those things that I've always wanted to do but couldn't do because I was working and commuting. And now that I have uh, the time, I'm going to do me. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Mom, I love you so much. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. And uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you and to Ish. I want to say thank you to all those supporters. Felicia, because it was a pleasure to see her as I was running through my husband, Earl, and my sister, Joyce, and my coworkers. It was just nice to see those people along the way um, as we went through the five boroughs. So, But I want to say again, thank you, Ish, for encouraging us when we did those long runs and Sean just for being there and always pushing us to be more. Thank you so oh, much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, we'll see what's up next year. Folks, again, so many stories, so many people doing great things and we're going to just keep the party going um, with our next runner who's on the docket now. Um, again, everyone who's been on, on this show, finished the marathon and they finished it in their own way. And as you see, there's a bug, there's, there's a bug going around that once you see you can do something, uh, the it opens up the door if you do even more things. That's what we more today is about. It's really trying to show um, that anything is possible, that you can go up there and hit your goals, that you can write these goals down and they can become reality, right? You can write down what you want to do and make it happen. Trust in the process, being persistent and consistent. It's all those things. And, you know, talk is cheap. 
you can talk about yourself all, all you want, but actually seeing people do it, seeing them actually do these things is what we want. And that's what we've been trying to uh, uh, highlight every single week on the Be More Today show. And uh, I wanted to bring to you these 24 or 21 stories of people showcasing that what they wanted to do is getting done. So you can do the same thing, right? The person who doesn't think they can write a book or um, doesn't think they can go out there and do a marathon, let these people who are on here right now let you know that you are unstoppable. And I have on the show right now two friends that I'm so glad are on the show time um, because um, they are both very special to me in different ways. We have Pammy, aka Stop and we got aka uh, uh, Vanessa, who's also here with us. And ladies, what is going on? I can hear Sean. I'm not hearing uh, uh, nothing much. I'm just sitting here waiting to be excited <laughs> <laughs> about my medal, but I'm not <laughs> yet. <laughs> so maybe it will come. Oh, uh, listen! It, it takes it takes yeah. a minute to set in. It takes a minute to set in. And uh, Vanessa, you have a story that we're gonna get into a little bit right now. But um, congrats to both of you on the marathon. I know that um, it was a struggle. Um, but I'm curious before we talk about that, you know, I know that, um, Vanessa, we met you through Pammy and, you know, yes. it's been such a, a, a blessing experience to know you and your son and your family, uh, throughout the years, even from Spartan races to now these road races. Um, how did you two meet in the first place? Um, we met at a, I guess, a hangout spot, which Pam <laughs> lived <laughs> <laughs> um Pam's home uh was the hangout spot. <laughs> All right. So I think that's how we met, right, Pam? It's so long ago. I'm sorry. It I don't is, even it remember. Is. Okay. It's right. Okay, good, good. <laughs> All right. That works. That works. We'll leave it right there. We'll leave it right there. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it right there. So Pammy, I know Pammy, you know. Number four in the books. This is what you do, Pammy. You're a Spartan queen. You're a marathon boss now. Um, <laughs> how did it feel to run in the greatest city in the world again coming out of COVID-19? Mm. Again, this time I said I was going to be doing it for fun, to enjoy it. Well, that's how I first started it. I said it was going to be for fun, to enjoy it, and um, it wouldn't be about time. Um. But later on in the training process, it became, it changed. I said I wanted to PR the times that I had before. I mean, I didn't get to do it, but it's all good. Um, running this year, um, the atmosphere was better. Um, although they messed up my name with the Unstoppable Pam, but just hearing the people saying, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. It did give me a boost, and I quite enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, New York has that city, that vibe that just it gets you excited, and you feel like you're a superstar. Literally, I heard Doctor Sean, oh, doctor in the house. All right, Doctor Sean, <laughs> no doc, I see you, doc, and it just it gets you so hype. Like mm -hmm. you feel like you're a superstar. You feel like everyone knows who you are, and they don't, right? Mm -hmm. But for that moment in time, they're your biggest fan, and it really pushes you to keep pushing and right. uh, Pam you and I um 
we both shared the, the same experience. We both were registered for Berlin and both did not get a chance to go this Ugh. year. Um, are there any plans now in your future to conquer the infamous Abbott Six? <laughs> oh, uh, I think so, though. Mm. I really do think so. I mean, <laughs> I said um, this New York City was going to be my last. Um, uh, if you do it, we spoke on Friday, right? We did. If, if you do it, I'm going to do it. We but did. the others, I um, I entered the lottery for Chicago. I entered the lottery for London. Of course, I did Berlin again. And... um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I got to say, Pamela, you're one of the people who inspires me and has inspired me from the beginning, from Spartans to road races. And not many people can get me to come out and, <laughs> and do something I said I wasn't going to do. But, mm. you know, when Pam goes out there and runs 20 miles, I'm like, you know what? I got to run 20 miles, you know? And if Pam <laughs> says that, look, we can't be done yet. You know, we still got stuff to do. Then I got mm-hmm. all that we can't be done yet. We got stuff to do. So I appreciate you, Pam, and you've, you've inspired me from the beginning and continue to do so. So let's get it. Let's go. Yes, for all. yes, yes. Let's um, do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Vanessa, I know that you were our top finisher. So congrats for being our top finisher for the females for our running club this year. Um, Thank you. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> have you always been a runner? Um, short distance, um, Sean, I did not know I could run long distance. I remember when I got in, I got in through the lottery. I did not eat for a day, a whole day. I was so, (laughs) remember Pam? I was like, I can't swallow. I feel like something's choking me. Mm. I was so, so scared. I thought, I was going to die, like be that person <laughs> that actually yeah. died <laughs> running mm-hmm. the marathon. I remember um, while we were waiting to start, I was like, God, just give me a little bit of that Ethiopian blood. Like, I just hope I have a little bit of that in me and just don't let me be that person that died. <laughs> <laughs> On the marathon. Yeah. And yeah, but long distance scares me. Hmm. Like yeah. if it's a sprint, oh, that's my thing. But yeah. long distance, mm-mm. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know I could do it until I did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's the same for a lot of people. You know, a lot of us were not distance runners per se, but recognizing when you see yourself doing it, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. What, what yeah. else can you do? You know, what else, what else is there out there? And that's why this, this avid six marathon thing and triathlons are now in the, in the category and people are just thinking about the bigger pictures now because they've seen that they can do what they thought they could not do. Right. And it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring. But as I know that you um, had those Spartan races with us and now these road races but I know this race in particular was very special for you. Um, yeah. I didn't know. Do you mind sharing with us, so listeners, why you chose to run NYC this year and why this race was so special for you? Mm-hmm. Why I ran it? Because for one, I feel like I couldn't let COVID take everything from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to run it 
this year, especially because I got COVID earlier in the year and like my body just wasn't the same. I remember when we did the the marathon, the half marathon in Central Park where my sons run with me. I remember I finished in 321. I went home and I cried. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do the marathon. If, you know, like I am not able to run it, I feel like what's the point? Well, for me, it's like, no, I can't do that. And, oh my God, I don't want to cry. Yeah, so that's that was happening to me. And my sister died with it. And I just knew that I had it I had to do it for her. I had to finish, I had to finish strong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do it, but I have to yeah. um, do it for her. Because to me, at that point, I was like, nothing matters to me. Because mm-hmm. the, the one thing I wanted the most, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And nothing mattered. I was like, I don't care. You know, but then I thought about it and I was like, Mm-mm, COVID first, you know, you took away like I had to work so hard to kind of you know get my body back a little mm-hmm. and now you know my sister is gone I just can't let you win I have to do it mm-hmm. right yeah yeah I mean as emotional as that sounds it's true you know you ran not just for you but for her as well and yeah. you finished the race with flying colors you know in her honor <laughs> so you know, yeah. the backstory, why you were running, it made it even more special for us. But for those who didn't know, you know, they, they need to know that, you know, your 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 running for her was bigger than just a medal, just a race. Yeah. Yeah. Nordic for one, clearly, but also just um to to give honor and, and homage to her legacy. And yes. Yeah. Respect on her name to say that, you know, although she's not here with us. Her legacy will still live on and we will still continue to fight, whether it's for 26 miles of a fight or um, yeah. lives for a fight. Um, I, f- I, I felt her, Sean, running mm-hmm. um, with me because I did feel like I was so at peace, which was really surprising because I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? You know? And some parts of it were very emotional, you know, because people kept, you know, shouting, do it for Ellie, do it for Ellie. And I broke down and I was like, oh, my God, like she's not here. And then I started to regret a little putting her on my shirt, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that feeling would just come over me again. And then I would just like look up and see, oh my God, I'm at mile 20. I don't even know how I got here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm glad you put her name on your shirt because now the world knows. Yeah, me too. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I think that that's been the beauty of this running club that we all come together with our various stories and continue just mm-hmm. to inspire and lift up each other. Um, you know, right. we're not perfect. we all have our differences, we all have our issues, we all have our walks and whatever else, or even our abilities are different but we all have a common goal to 
get stuff done, to take care yes. of our bodies, to go out there mm-hmm. and conquer races, and gotcha. we support each other. So when one of us hurts, you know, we all hurt. One of us celebrates, we all celebrate and yeah. celebrate her life with you. So just know that, just know that. And um, mm-hmm. you know, my last question for you guys is, is um, I know Spartan Sentence has reached you or helped you guys to reach higher heights in terms of your training and to again, just to meet the, the various people, but you know, what's, what now, right? When you do these things, you do these these races and you have this adrenaline high from New York and it's like fantastic, but you know, what's what's next on the docket for each of you in terms of next year or moving forward or, you know, even for you, Vanessa, talking about running and um, and your and your sister's legacy, like what, what's next for you in terms of um, your fitness journey for 2022? Right. But now, to be honest, like, I'm not really thinking about anything right now um, because I don't know. I just don't want to like, I'm like, I don't want to make plans. She's not here. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to be doing fun stuff. I don't want to be making plans. She's not here. Yeah. Um, But I know at some point I'll be ready and when I'm ready, I do want to, like, my next thing that I want to do when I'm ready is a triathlon. Yeah. I've been bringing it up, but, like, <laughs> nobody wants to join me. <laughs> nobody wants to join me, but that's, that's my thing that I really want to do next mm. when I'm able. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to, it's, it's so <laughs> Don't be remiss. It is, it's in the queue. It's in the queue. We just have to run out swimming a little bit. But um, I think that you have a couple of people who are interested. Um, and our next guest on the, on the on the show in a minute is going to be interested as well. So mm-hmm. you may have some partners for that sooner than you think. Sweet. So, <laughs> and how about for you? Uh, for me. For me. So I'm a metal girl, right? <laughs> I need to round up my numbers. So I have 47 road race medals. I need to round that up to about, well, to 50. But in total, I have 68 medals. So it means I need 38 more medals. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So so, um, next year needs to bring in at least half of that. And the following year, and the other half. So, and also I want to um, work on my pace. I know I can run faster. I'm too comfortable in that 1230. I've done faster before and I know I can do it. So for next year, that's my goal to get my hundred medals and to work on a faster pace. Wow. Folks, you heard it here on the Beamer Today Show first. 100 medals going down. <laughs> Triathlon is going down. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you. Uh, and Pammy and Vanessa, just know that you both are loved so much. Thank you. Uh, Love you too, boo. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Bye. Folks, so many, so many stories. And a lot of things are going out there in terms of dedications. Our next guest is uh, another person who did two marathons this year. Uh, Berlin and NYC. Erica Pio is in the house. Erica, what is going on? Hi, how are you? It's actually three marathons for this year. 
Oh, excuse me. She's done three marathons, <laughs> folks. Let me be corrected. Congrats, my dear. How's it feel? Um, it feels great. It feels great, especially tasting international um running, um, really motivating me um a bit more than I was before. Um, so it, it feels great. It feels great. Uh, my last didn't feel so great. NYC for some reason. I was excited. I did get hyped with the cheering, with the people. Um, Brooklyn definitely came out and came out hard. Um, and I, I really loved the, the race itself, but I somewhat felt disappointed um, because of my time. But at the same time, I'm so impressed because from Mount 14 to Mount 226.2, I was in pain the whole time and this is the first time ever running from the beginning of my running journey to now that i've ever had to fight so hard mentally to finish something yeah. um then I'm, I'm grateful yeah. at a point I, I was just calling i was just jesus 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 yeah. it was really it was i was in so much pain that i just couldn't think that i was going to finish yeah, I mean, I can resonate with that. You know, I, I also had that experience. Um, you know, I did everything pretty much right, training-wise, nutrition-wise, everything, until uh, I took something I wasn't supposed to take. And it's it's my fault why it happened. But, yeah, that, that feeling of not knowing, not even knowing if you're going to finish, but trying to battle just to finish because you're going through pain or discomfort or agony or whatever else, it's, it's a mental um, challenge that you don't really expect to happen. Especially when you've done everything you had to do. I mean, you did Berlin, you did all the stuff you had to do to prepare for this thing. And then something like that goes down where you can't shake it. And you're trying to shake it for miles on, on end, but recognizing that, you know, there are 14 more miles or 10 more miles or six more miles to go. Will I get through this thing? And that mind frame that continues to say, yes, you can, is, is all you really have to rely on. Of course, with, with, your, with your faith and whatever else that you believe in. Um, it's those things that make the difference for people to say that they've gotten one of these or haven't. And um, I'm proud that you you powered through it. I'm proud that you got through it. And um, I get the feeling too. You know, it, it's great to have the, the levels of of medals and whatnot. But there's always a bigger a bigger feeling of well, what would have happened if you know would I have gotten the time I wanted? Would I have whatever else? So just know that you're not alone in that regard. And uh, it just I guess lets me know that for you, the average six is definitely on the docket. If I'm not mistaken, Definitely. Correct? Yeah, you're going for this thing. You're going for I'm this going thing. For it. I'm going for it. I yeah. I did uh, the lottery for London and Chicago um, this year, and I don't want to put it out there yet. But I really, when I looked at when I started running um, consistently, especially after COVID, um, nearly took over my lungs. Um, but thank God, thank God, um, <laughs> I was healed um, fast enough to continue doing the things that I wanted to do in the year 2020. Um, my fastest mile was seven minutes and 40-ish seconds. And and I was not in pain and I was not, I was comfortable, which tells me that running 11, 12-minute miles is, is not where I should be running. Um, and so... Really, truly, I think I can. I can really push myself and, and complete 
um, the about six and somewhere hopefully I'm really trying to train for it and plan for it if I don't make it then I don't make it um, maybe one at least in my running journey one Boston Marathon qualifying time yeah sure that'd be great um, so talk to us about the I know you mentioned this this challenge that got you inspired and into running called the work on your craft for 100 days challenge what what was that exactly so ebony i'm not even i don't even remember if that was the actual title of the challenge <laughs> but um ebony just marks um through a challenge um it was her and her friends and some i think i think her sister um you know started this challenge on instagram where you would work on on your craft whatever that you pick it you choose it to be for 100 days and a lot of people were exercising and since i wasn't as consistent as i wanted to be at the gym anyway and um earlier um doing i think 2018 or sometime during 2019 i had a physical and the doctor heard a murmur um i didn't echo and it turned out to be it wasn't anything of concern but i i know on my mother's side of uh, of the family cardiovascular issues they they just run the show so i I thought I, I thought I would con I would start my running journey with that to better my cardiovascular health, and I also wanted to prove myself that I could that I could be consistent at something, because believe it or not, I start a lot of things and I don't finish them. I start reading books and I don't finish them. I start I start doing things and I don't finish. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could be consistent at something, and and from there my journey started but what really kept me running um was you guys seeing you guys run when i saw people like sister phyllis people like pam people like like way older than i am and and god has blessed me with health and youth and i'm just sitting on the couch like it's it just doesn't make any sense um but i never in a zillion years would ever think i used to see you guys come in front of the church for prayer um the marathon weekend i was like y'all crazy <laughs> this is <laughs> this is never me and i always had a perfect excuse do you remember when you or ish would tell me um we have a spot for there's a race on sunday oh my bad i have pet finders or i I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> I always have an excuse not to run. Um, but really, it's, it's, it's you know, having the community um, there present at the church and, and, and seeing you guys run and you guys weren't strangers to me. And so I, I decided, you know what, maybe maybe I'll do this thing. I continue running. But running a marathon was never the goal. Even in, even in, even in 2020, it wasn't a goal. My half yeah. of a marathon where I was planning on stopping. <laughs> well, now you're talking about doing the Avid Six. So, I mean, that's clearly a big jump and a testament to, to show that, you know, once you put that work into something, it does pay off. And uh, yeah, you've been doing it now, which is great. And I'm glad that the Spartan Sunday Running Club has gotten you to at least be inspired to go out there and hit these higher heights. Um, what pushed you this year? I mean, you, you did two marathons, you did well, three marathons, you did Berlin, you did NYC, and then the third one you did as well. What's kind of gave you the consistent motivation to get through these three marathons in this year alone? Truth is, I've been watching Instagram reels lately, much more than usual. And there is one of them with a background where um, a man is talking about motivation. And when people ask him what keeps him motivated, 
and then he goes through this this whole speech about how he's usually not so motivated and that is my story believe it or not half of the time three-fourths of the time i do not want to run okay i just don't um i don't want to run i don't want my diet to fit my running lifestyle because running believe it or not especially when you to be a long distance runner it's one thing to to run across prospect park three times a week um with no specific goals but when when you are a long distance runner and you're trying to make marathons happens half marathon happens it's it demands consistency and it affects every part of your lifestyle right um, your mental has to be on point. Your diet has to be on point. Your sleep hygiene has to come together. Um, because if, when I don't have those three together, I cannot run. And I remember um, after starting the 40-day challenge um, with your book and also doing grit with you guys, I had nearly um, three months where I just wasn't really running. Thank God what really kept me I started crossfitting at CrossFit Coney Island in Brooklyn. That's what kept me out of the, you know, off the couch. But really, truly, um, I remember the first time after those three months, I got out there to start running. Um, the second grid, I think it was summer um, grid. And I only did four miles that day. Not only the weather was really crappy, but I, it took me five blocks from my house to actively start jogging. I was I was just mentally just could not start running and and I was just walking first block. You you, you can start I, I think you can start fast walking by now, Erica. I think you just should just do it. Second block, I have to talk myself into walking faster. Third block, it was it, it, it gets really hard for me to actually start running and keep running. Um but but I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. for what's coming. You should be, you should be. And um, what's one tidbit of advice that you want to share with listeners for uh, people who are trying to uh, follow your footsteps for these marathons? You know, I I know a number of young people who are like, yeah, I'm not doing that, right? They are like, yeah, I I can't do that. It's it's interesting because the the, the age dynamic is is very different. You have people who are in their early years who are like, yeah, I'm too old for that, not going to do it. But then some of them do. And then you have people who are, you know, in their 20s who are also like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not in shape for that. But then some of them do. So, you know, what would you say to anyone who's in your age demographic who uh, is on the fence about getting involved, like a running club or something like this, because they're fearful. But you know, because, you know, you've been through that, that, you know, you've seen people who, who are doing this race who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You've seen people who are on crutches doing this thing with one leg or on wheelchairs and walkers. So for anyone in that demographic who is able-limbed, right, and is, is not doing it for whatever reason, what advice would you give to them to say, you know what, it's go time? Um, I would say commit. Because really um, what made me a runner was committing to running. Um, there's nothing to it but to do it, really, truly. And I, I keep telling people, if I can become a runner, anybody could. Because... And it, people just think I'm being humble, but I, I'm not being humble. I'm, I'm serious. If I can become a runner and stay and keep running, anybody could. Because 
I, I wasn't so conditioned when I entered running. I wasn't, you know, the perfect either. I'm still not the perfect anything. Um, and, 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 you know, I just, I, I want to say also, you know, what do you have to lose? You have youth on your side, especially those, those of, of, of you listening who are, you know, still in your 20s and in your 30s. Get to it. It's really, it's really a commitment. Once you commit mentally, I will do it. And everything else will fall in line. Your sleep, your eating, you will find the time. It only oh. takes so much one mile. And start small. You, you don't <laughs> have to running a marathon, running even a 5K. Start small. I started running one mile and, and I was young. I was, what, 23? And one mile, I was praying, God, when will I see the sign that says Utica Avenue? Okay, one mile took me 14 minutes and I was out of breath, out of everything in my body. I was just like, when is this going to be over? And and look at me now. I run three marathons in a whole year. What people, you know, I really did choose violence and I encourage you to, to do the same. <laughs> awesome. Erica Pyre, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I appreciate you. And yeah, let's get this Avid Six journey. Let's get it going. Folks, we're almost at the end of our show. We have a couple more guests I have to have on, and they are heavy hitters for me. It's my boy, Jam Rock, a.k.a. Arthur Powell Jr., uh, a.k.a. Kingston Red, a.k.a. Jamaican's Finest. Uh, so many names. He does so many things. Arthur, what is going on? What's going on, SSRC fam? SSRC massive. Oh, it's, it's, it's great to be here. We did it again. We did it again, baby. Yes, sir. And, uh, we conquered another 26, uh, conquered the concrete jungle once again. Um, and I mean, it, it felt great. It was an amazing feeling, amazing feeling uh, getting out there again. Um, you know, like it's so many, so many emotions like running, running high, like at that when you're at the base of Verrazano, it's like so many emotions running high. Um, I mean, from 2017 when we started, I mean, it's like, it's a feeling like no other. I know we always say, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna retire to Jersey this year. And uh, you know, I mean, the the entire, the entire fam is like, they're amped up. So <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't know. It's, you know, the the theme is, is always like, uh, is be more so. I mean, we we can't stop and and we won't stop, you know. Um, that's kind of like that's kind of where we are right now, you know. Yeah, you're right, man. It's it's crazy because I had the same thought. My thought was, yo, let me run my three forty five and call it a wrap. And you know, I didn't get that, but I I think if I had gotten it, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I had gotten it, I think I would have just been like, I'm done. But I think you know, God was probably just like, yeah, no, you, you, you can't stop. I mean, this whole thing is be more today. So you can't be more if you stop, you know, so you, you gotta, you gotta keep going. So it yeah. is what it is, Jam. It is what it is. And, you know, a lot of people have, I mean, you've been on the show before, which I appreciate for this season. And a lot of people have said that seeing you and I run, right. Seeing, seeing us run, um, seeing you run and me run 17 was the, the the beginning of their journey um and you know you crushed it this year number five for you in the books you've done chicago you did new york you crushed it this year 
uh, how does it feel to be running your best time ever at this at this great stage in your life? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely incredible. Um, you know the the one thing um, that you said that you said you know I'm listening to everybody's you know everybody's piece and everybody's experience. Um, you know, man, we were, we were killing it during training. You know throwing up crazy numbers and you never, you never know how your body is going to react on race day. You know, you can do everything in the book, everything that you're supposed to do, but you never know how your body's going to react. I knew I was ready, you know, um, I felt stronger. And then um, once I got out there, like around mile 18 and I'll say mile 13, 14 probably was the toughest for me because I mean, I didn't cramp up, but I felt I felt my calf muscles getting tight for some. I'm like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> I felt like I was getting tight for some odd reason. So, you know, from like mile 14 until I was stopping at every other water station, just taking swigs, you know, and I was good until the end. But, you know, you just have to uh, push through the pain, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're experiencing, like. I mean, I felt like, like my knees never hurt, you know, <laughs> and for some odd reason, you know, I was getting these, these jabs of pain in my knee. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, you know, you just got to change your stride. And and we, we learn how to do all this, you know, it's, I think running, uh, being able to run, it puts you so in tune with your body. I mean, it's ridiculous. So it's like, you learn how to, to alter your pace, you know, you may change your stride a little bit, change the way your, you know, your foot and your heel is striking the pavement and you just, you just kind of power through it. But um, all in all, you know, all the training, it did pay off. You know, I, I got an amazing time that I was happy with. I mean, it wasn't the time that I, I, I strove for ultimately, but I know that, I mean, it's already a done deal. Like we just, at this stage of the game, we're just kind of like maintaining, we're maintaining what we already, what we've already done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. And I think that's also the reason why, you know, stopping now would be the worst move because you've really trained your body to come out of court, uh, COVID-19 out of quarantine to get past all the, the issues that we had just getting back into running. And now that we are trained in machines that we know you can go out there and do this thing, you know, taking a break is nice, like a little break just to kind of rest and recuperate so that you don't get injured for the next season. But to stop with literally being starting all over again and the amount of time and effort it takes to get to this point, you don't want to lose that. You don't want to lose that. So um, like you said, you just got to push forward, continue to pivot, continue to do things to um, maintain what we're doing and, on any given day, you know, whether you're trying to do sub four or sub 430 or sub, you know, whatever it is, you're going to hit it. Um, things have to be right, but you are going to do it. And, you know, Jamrock, you and I have um, come together and 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 done so many things to be more today in Spartan Sundays and now the running club. You've been integral in terms of how we develop and and make this thing going from the shirts to our designs, to our challenges every single month. All those things have helped us to continue to push forward um and it's inspired others to to stay committed to their goals whether it's with the avid nine uh, avid sixes or the spartan races or 
just this NYC marathon alone, what inspires you to see everyone else succeed? Hmm. So, uh, I mean, honestly, what inspires me, what inspires me is seeing, uh, everyone, you know, having an opportunity or everyone, um, you know, overcoming whatever adversity that they may have, you know, just tackling all the adversities, you know, conquering obstacles, you know, seeing them like, you know, for someone who's saying they can't run, you know, you know, I, I tell people like, uh, or if you're trying to do a pull up, you know, just if you only do half a pull up, just do half a pull up and do that 10 times. You know, if you can't run, run for 30 seconds, uh, run for 30 seconds, 10 times, and then just continue to stack, continue to build. But seeing others, you know, succeed, you know, seeing others succeed, seeing others conquer. Um, there's no other feeling like that, you know. Um, I think I, I told you this one time. One time, um, you know, over the course of the summer up until now, we're training. You know, I was out running one day, and um, I was coming down um, Eastern Parkway when I got around, maybe like around Underhill. You know, I ran into these cats, you know, they were, you know, chopping up. They was talking on the corner or whatever. And one of the guys, you know, I was wearing – I was uh, rocking one of the Spartan shirts where we, I think it was one of the trifecta shirts or something like that. And the guy was like, oh, yo, you did that Spartan race? And he was like, oh, man. And, you know, they were, he was really excited. He was really amped up. And he, and he told me, like, straight up, he was like, yo, if I do that race with you, he was asking me to run it with him. He, was, he told me, point blank, he was like, yo, I'll give up drinking and smoking if you run that with me, I took his number and I took um, his information. And I said, like, I told him I wasn't sure, like, when we were going to do the next race. But I told him if if we do it, I'll definitely reach out to him. And, you know, just going through, you know, situations like that. I mean, it's I mean, it just does something to you knowing that you can assist someone or help somebody, um, you know, become healthy or just change their lifestyle. Um, I mean, there, there's nothing, I mean, I can't be grateful for anything more than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's big time. You know, just, just seeing, you know, it's, it's so funny how, uh, integral, just a shirt can change someone's lives. Right. Or if seeing something on a shirt, I mean, it's advertising to some extent, but, but seeing something like that can, can get someone to, like you said, stop drinking, stop smoking, stop doing it certain things change their entire lifestyle because they saw that you did it and like i said before a number of people saw us run in 17 as the first time that we ever were people that they were able to cheer for during a race and again before that i watched my time singing year with my dad um never thinking i was ever going to run it but then running it with you for the first time in 17 you know sparked us to get more people the next year and even more the year after that. And now 24 finishers for this thing. It's, it's just been an incredible journey. And I know you mentioned on the show before that you got into running, basically going around prospect, um, you know, doing a loop of prospect cause you live right there and seeing yourself go to that loop and then recognizing that if I can do one, maybe I can do two, maybe I can do three. And then, you know, that turns into other things. Um, what advice do you want to share with those who don't think, that they can do that loop or don't think that they can do that 
26.2, recognizing that you've done this five times now and recognizing that you've seen others do it um, from all walks of life, all body sizes, shapes, um, abilities, ages, etc. What advice do you want to share with anybody who is still on the fence that they can't do this thing? Uh, I mean, it's very simple, like one step at a time, one block at a time. That's it. I mean, you know, uh, you know, going through all these races and, you know, seeing people, um, you know, with disabilities, you know, you know, we see Achilles out there. We see Achilles out there running. I mean, some of these some of these, uh, you know, guys, they're, you know, they're blind, um, you know, they're in wheelchairs They're, I mean, it's it's a whole plethora of things, you know, people are, are experiencing and um, it's, it's mental, you know, it's definitely mental. I mean, you, you'd be surprised at what your body can do. You know, I mean, I didn't know, like going through some of these, um, I know when we did the grit challenge, like I had no idea I could run 150 miles in a month, you know, I mean, that, that blew me away, you know, let alone like, you know, do a marathon, but do 150 miles in a month, you know, um, that was kind of like a catalyst, you know, just kind of mind blowing to me. It's like your body can do anything, you know, for anybody that, that says that they can't, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, you know, I mean, it's just taking that initial step, you know, um, yeah. it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but um, you just start where you are. Start where you are. Um, even if you can't walk, I mean, even, even if you can't walk for a long period of time, just start where you are. If you can walk, you know, a minute, walk for a minute, run for 10 seconds, you know. Um, that's that's what I would tell um, anybody, you know. I mean, we could, listen, if we can inspire one person, we can inspire 1,000, you know. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So, Jam, I started this thing with you. I mean, you and I train together on Tuesday morning, Thursday mornings, whatever weekend morning. We, we've been out there, and it's been it's been great. But uh, what's next? What's next for 2022? We've done Spartan together. We've done Marathon <laughs> together. What's next on the docket for you? Bro, I mean, after getting this, 50-year drip? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean, listen. I'll just, I'll, I'll run with the SSRC pack, you know, so wherever they go, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm right there, you know, whether it's Berlin, London, Tokyo, Chicago, I'd be excited to do Chicago again, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's SSRC worldwide, you know, mm -hmm. um, sky's the limit. So, uh, this is only the beginning, uh, 2020 held us down, but, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna hold this, they're not gonna hold this down forever, you know? Yeah. Um, let's get it done. You know, we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. All right. I love it. I love it. Everybody, thank you so much, homie. I appreciate you and all you've done for the running club over the years. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll keep training together. We got some more work to do, so let's get it done. Love it, baby. Love you guys. Love you too, homie. Uh, well, we got two more runners, and then we're going to conclude episode 82 of the show. We have uh, our girl on now, Persistent Phil. Phyllis is on the line. Folks, Phyllis, how are you? Good afternoon, Doc. I'm fine. So good to see you. I'm glad you're able to make it, and I want to say congrats on 
uh, now your your second marathon under your belt. How does it feel to have two marathons under your belt? It feels very good, um, but just sorry I wasn't close to my first. I think I'm more prepared for the first marathon. Seeing that I wanted to do a marathon so so desperately and so I was so eager after seeing you guys run mm. to do the marathon. So I was more prepared and ready. This time I was prepared, but I had some some challenges. But I'm th I thank God that amidst the challenges, I was able to close the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Listen, you mentioned that um, I just had Arthur on. You mentioned that seeing Arthur and, and me run in 17 sparked your journey. Now that you're inspiring others to run, how does that make you feel? Awesome. I am so excited about all our new first timers. I am so excited. You know, to hear Loni said, oh, I never run. I don't like to run. And then see her come out there and do her thing. See Sharon, who battles any problems. Heather, who been running with us and said, oh, what do you think I want to do this? And then see her out there, Keitha, Erica. Because I know at times I was encouraging her to come and join Spartan Studies. And now, uh, because she was on our potluck table. Mm -hmm. And for that, but seeing her getting in there and conquering and doing three marathon in one year it's awesome it's a great feeling and i wish more for our youths will see this as an opportunity of you know just taking care of the body because you use your body while you are in your youth it sustains mm. too many individuals on medication for the simplest thing i wish more for youths to just get involved and enjoy it be part of yeah. the team yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, Phyllis. And, you know, I know that you you had some foot issues this year. Um, you know, you and I talked about that extensively, even as of last year, about this foot. and um, But you got through it and you were able to be victorious. What drove you not to give up? I remember what, 2019, I was so anxious. I wanted to do I was eager to run the Queensborough Bridge. So when my team, the team of ladies who was with me, decided, oh, they're not running. They're going to walk over the bridge. I said, no, no, no. I'm going to run this bridge. So I ran it. And at the end, I said, okay, so let's, I'm going to wait. But my feet, they were speaking to me. They said, no, don't stop. Keep on running. Keep on running. My foot got hurt, but I could still run. And that motivated me. Mm. Why stop? Mm. The problem was short, lived, sometimes a little notch, niche notch now and then, you know, but I overcame those and I can move. So this is not time to stop. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> not time to stop, not ready yet. And with that said, Phyllis, what's next for you for 2022? For 2022, of course, I'm going to do it again. Mm. Um, I have limitations, so I can't go certain places. 
But if possible, if they can go to Chicago to do that, it would be a plus. But I definitely going to do 2022. At All this right. time, yeah. All right. Now, we're looking forward to that. And congrats again. We appreciate all you've done to be a part of this club and for inspiring others. And yeah, Phyllis, let's get it going. Let's keep it moving. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Congrats. Pleasure. And thank, thank you for the motivation. Thank you for the training for the first marathon. I'm sorry I missed out on the trainings on mornings. Uh, but I know we'll continue this journey. I heard you said this is your last, but now I'm hearing different things, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, so, yes. You got to do it. Absolutely. Thank you, and Ish, for all the support and for all you have done for us to no get problem. this team going. It's expanding. Thank yeah. you. God. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Folks, we have our last runner uh, all the way from the West Coast. He's three hours behind, but he's right on time. You may have seen him on TikTok or on uh, the news because he's paparazzi famous right now. He's my ever true to Golden Blue, Chopper Hall uh, runner, alumni. We ran in high school together, played basketball together. He's my main man, Jamel Melville, with us right now, folks. Jamel, what's going on? What's going on, Dr. Sean? Glad to see you again. It's crazy to think that only seven days ago uh, we were running a marathon together. Time moves fast, but uh, it doesn't seem like it. it. Seems like it was yesterday. Yes, sir. It seems like it was yesterday for sure. Um, listen, man, a lot's happened this last week. Uh, you know, and it's crazy. I, I tell folks, you, know, you and I connected. Um, you did the great challenge with us, uh, with with Stephen and Gerard. We did our 150 miles. We got that in, and then that kind of sparked our reconnecting of, of of the boys, just recognizing that you know we appreciate running, and you know, I've, I've been tracking your your running over there in LA, and this is marathon number three for you in the book. So congrats! Um, Thank you. Yeah, I know you came all the way from California back to run in your hometown, New York. Yes. What did it feel like being back in your old stomping ground? It was awesome. It was awesome from the moment I touched down off that flight <laughs> on the approach in the LaGuardia Airport, was able to look out, see the skyline, New York City, and uh, was thinking to myself, wow, <laughs> I'm going to run this. <laughs> I'm going to traverse this city on foot, running shoes <laughs> in the elements, much colder than L.A. Um, but uh, it was just amazing. So much nostalgia, so much nostalgia. I remember uh, taking the train in my childhood, you know, being with my dad in my childhood, my mom in my childhood. Um, and I said to myself, wow, we're, this is really going to happen. Uh, a New York City marathon that I had only seen on TV, had only experienced on television. Um, just amazing. Just amazing. Uh, tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. When we gave you the invite, I was like, you know, who would really appreciate being with us on this road? And uh the first name I came to, and I'm glad you accepted. And, you know, again, you and I ran track together in high school. We had Trevor Murray Hall, and we ran some relays together, too. And I know you mentioned in your experience that that really sparked your interest because you were a big football guy. You were a big football star. I remember watching you play football and being like, yo, Jamel's a beast. Um, <laughs> but to see you transfer that now to this running world is incredible. Um, how special was it to see 
so many of your high school and our high school alumni and friends on the course on Sunday. Well, yeah, tr tr tremendous support. And uh, actually, it's interesting because back at Cho, um, I, the, my freshman spring, I did water polo, just intramural water polo. And then <laughs> sophomore year is when I started the, the, the track and field journey. And um, I'm, I'm so happy that I did. Because um, as you mentioned, that sort of sowed the seeds uh, for what's happening now. Um, the support from Choate, immense. And first of all, you know, everyone knows that you're a Choate alum and you extended this invite to me. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, but the support along the course was amazing. Uh, you know, Stephen was out there. Uh, Gerard was out there. Sonia was out there. Uh, Ali Fenwick was out there. So much support. And uh, it just provided more of a uh, fuel <laughs> to, to, to run the course and, and to keep going. And so much from the strangers, you know, so much from the strangers out in the course. Uh, I must have slapped uh, at least four or five little kids' hands along the way. <laughs> as well as yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, was, it was wonderful. Lots of energy. Lots of energy in New York. Lots of energy in New York. And, you know, I, I got to, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the video. So, uh, you yeah, know. Let's talk about that. <laughs> we started all together in Staten Island. We were there at 6 a.m. on the ferry. And, you know, we were hyped to go on, on the course. And we, we all started off. And, you know, I remember seeing you take off. And I said, no, he's, he's going to run his 325. He's going to do it. And uh, I was running my pace and doing my thing. And I finished the race. Not yes. the time I wanted, but you know, I finished because I made my own mistakes, what have you. And I, I saw one of our runners, one of our supporters, saying you were in a medical tent. And I didn't think twice about it because I was like, oh, he's probably, you know, maybe tweaked something or cramped up or whatever else. And I have my own thing I was dealing with at the time. So I, I kind of kept going. But tell us briefly about what happened. I mean, there's a video out there that, that now is showcasing you being carried by people. And, you know, a number of people have interviewed you and contacted us to say, where's this guy? Where's the number? We want to talk to him. And you were on the news literally the next day talking about your experience. So what exactly happened and how has your life been any different since? Yeah, you, you mentioned the start. Um, you know, we, we spent a couple of hours uh, just camping out pre-race uh, in Staten Island under the bridge waiting for everything to happen. Uh, temperatures were cold, as you know, 40 degrees, 41 degrees. Um, and although I, I felt warm at the time, body temperature, not cold, um, I believe that my, my body was spending a lot of energy trying to, trying to stay warm. And even though I, I grew up in New York, lots of time in sunny California, <laughs> um, but I still I, I, I ran the race the way I wanted to uh, early, middle and even um, early, late. Um, and at some point along the way within the last mile, I sort of hit, hit the wall and um, I was running and uh, actually fell. <laughs> I fell down and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this, this has never happened before. Almost a surreal experience, you know, because you think about the amount of people who were there at the race, running the race, and also the supporters that uh, we, we mentioned earlier. And uh, the, the, the crowd saw me go down uh, because you're on front stage, you know, <laughs> um, and they, they, they were cheering for me, trying to root me on, root me on. And here I am. I'm saying to myself, OK, hey, Mel, let, let's finish. <laughs> let's finish. This is not what you wanted to happen, but let's finish. I'm trying to get up 
and uh, the, the mind power was there, but my legs just were not cooperating. <laughs> we're not cooperating at all, at all, at all. Um, so uh, runners came to help me, and you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get up, and I, I want to run. You know, I, I, I don't want to walk. I want to run because this is a, a race, right? This is a marathon. Um, but it, it just it just wasn't there. Like I said, I, I, I didn't have it. Um, every step that I took to that finish line was painful. <laughs> Lots of pain in my quads. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was crazy. It was almost a surreal experience. It was almost like I was watching myself <laughs> doing it third person. Um, yeah. it, it was tremendous pain, uh, tremendous experience. But that's what it is. Uh, and many, I've told people before that the marathon is almost like a metaphor for life. You you can plan the way it's going to go, uh, but there's always going to be um, things that happen, um, influences, random things that happen, uh, that happen, that occur, and you, you've got to respond to it. Like, how, where do we go from here? You know, we, we're here now. Where do we go? How, how are we going to adapt to this situation? How are we going to respond to it? And um, yeah. It, it, it happened. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, one of the questions you asked is like, how has my life been different? It's a lot. Like I've never been in this situation before in terms of um, the amount of attention and the amount of um, outpouring of, of love and, and support, uh, I believe, uh, that, I'm, that I'm feeling right now. As you mentioned, the video is all over the news, all over TikTok. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and people that I haven't heard from in several years are responding to me, reaching out to me. I uh, want to know if I'm OK. Uh, strangers are, are leaving voice notes, uh, supportive voice, voice notes. And it's, 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 it's cool. It's cool. Um, and I'm happy to have influenced so many people uh, by having what happened to me happen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's incredible. You know? Yeah, man, I, I think that the outpouring of love that was shown um, even from the old man running club, some of the guys who helped you get across the line and various running clubs who reposted your video showing yeah. that this is basically what NYC is about. This is what NYC is about in terms of people coming together. Um, cause although everyone's competitive, I mean, you have people who are finishing with the time that you finished, you know, 320, 330, who are they're trying to qualify for Boston, for other things. And they stopped to make sure that you would cross the line. They don't know you. They don't know who you are. You know, Alyssa was a man who needed assistance, a fellow runner, a fellow brother who needed assistance. And the amount of love that was shown on that course in that moment, uh, I mean, the videos I've checked now have been like 50 or 500,000 views uh, on various platforms. And to see your story on various newscasts throughout the week and in the paper, just lets everyone know that although we came out of New York, um, quarantine and everything else, we are still stronger than we've ever been. We are still stronger and recognizing that when people go through issues, we all go through issues. We all come to this together. We all support each other. And it was just beautiful to see that happen. Um, I'm sorry it happened to you, but I'm glad that it happened to you because we know you. And I think it was a great uh, way to see that NYC is that spot. It, that's, there's a reason why they named the city twice, because it is yes. that bad city. It is. And um I'm glad you got through this race. I'm glad you did your thing. And I'm just curious, you know, my last question for you as we close this show, um, you've met a lot of people for the first time. The Spartan Sunday Club is is new, a lot of new faces, a lot of new people. Um, 
we some of the people that you ran with you only saw that that one night before the dinner right that was the first time you actually saw those people um how has your connection with this team been strengthened and what are your goals now moving forward for 2022 yeah well first of all i want to say i i, I love the team <laughs> the team is is great um great sense of community great sense of uh inspiration uh to see uh members of varying backgrounds, but all united in their desire to push themselves, and in this specific case, to finish the marathon. So it's very inspiring. Uh, you have people of older ages, younger ages, uh, medical histories that you would think would hamper uh, their ability to complete a marathon, but with all those factors, it has not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, proud to be uh, a part of the running club. And just, just the energy at the dinner that you mentioned was just so wonderful, so wonderful. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. This is a, a perfect springboard uh, to use to uh, run the marathon the next day, uh, as it were. Uh, moving forward, you know, I'm I'm, I'm as hungry as I have ever been. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, my legs are healing right now. Uh, but today, today is the best day that I've had since last Sunday in terms of my strength and everything like that. So uh, there, there are a few marathons uh, that I, I want to um, accomplish and, and also run again. And of course, November 6, 2022, that's circled on my calendar. That's the date of the New York City Marathon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to returning to that. Uh, next month, there's the Dallas Marathon. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this recovery process shakes out, but uh, I, I, I may run that. I'll, I'll keep you posted, of course. Uh, but yeah, several courses. You know, you, you have uh, LA Marathon next year um, and also the Brooklyn Full Marathon. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to keeping it going. Um, and I want to do big things. I want to constantly improve and constantly you know, inspire others um, and, and motivate others. And, and, you know, that anything can be done. This life is a long race, but as long as you keep pushing, you'll be okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Hey, man, well, you've inspired me. I'm excited to uh, maybe join you in LA. I don't know. I'm here now. I, I was like, I'm done, but, you know, I, we got stuff to do. We got work to do. So, right, right. In March, who knows what's going on? Um, right. But we when you said it. that initially, I was thinking, I said, I don't know if Sean's going to be done, but I'm not going to say anything because uh, I, I know you. We've been running together we've been for 20 years, so you know how I do. Yeah. It's what it is. So we got to keep pushing. But um, yes, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Jamel. And um, yeah, man, sky's the limit. 2022, we're going to see you again for sure. So let's keep it going. I appreciate you too as well, my brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And folks, we are at the conclusion of our Be More Today Spartan Sunday show. It has been amazing. No, we're not. No, we're not at the conclusion. We're not. I know you didn't think you could get out of here without you being questioned, my friend. Yeah, we have to ask you some questions and figure out how you're doing. Get out of here, oh, Sean. Oh, surprise, surprise. Right. Okay, Sean, this was your fifth marathon. How do you feel? Oh my goodness. This is a surprise, folks. This was not on the agenda. Um, you know, folks, I, I, I feel good. Um, I'm excited that it's done. Um, 
you know, I, I told many of you that there was a time where I just was overrunning in general, just because I did not ever stop working with COVID-19. So um, running was the only thing that, that kind of kept my sanity as I was still working uh, during the quarantine, the quarantine era. But doing the grit, having to be more today challenges, which really were for all of us, but also for me, um, finishing this fifth marathon was, was special. And I mean, you knew it was special. I dyed my hair gold. I did all kinds of stuff for this thing, hoping to get a time that I really, really wanted. And, um, you know, I mentioned I made a, a rookie mistake in taking something I shouldn't have taken. I didn't trust my own words about trusting the process. But, you know, I, I got over that quickly and recognized that, um, you know, there are many times where we train for certain things and they don't go as we had planned. But there's always another race. There's always another day. There's always another journey. And to stop because you don't get what you want is not what Be More Today is about. To continue to push forward to do what you have to do for the next opportunity is what it's about. So I'm here. And um, as long as my body allows me to, my knees allow me to, and my wife and daughter allow me to, I will continue to go out there and run whatever races that we as a team are doing and whatever's on the docket. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, one of the questions we were thinking is, you trained, you got up early, you pushed yourself. You always say you are always on the move. Uh, the question is this year, why? This year was different. Um, I really got to a place where I didn't enjoy a lot of things. Um, work was was super stressful because of, of COVID. Um, and working out was not really... It's usually very fun and exciting and, and easy, but it, it became tedious. It became something that was like I had to really schedule it in because if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to do it. Um, so I had to force myself to really push for this year. And um, uh, I didn't do all the things that I usually do. I did things very differently this year in terms of training, training with a couple of different run clubs. Teamwork was one of them. Um, training up, training up our training regimen with us with the early morning runs was something different as well. And um, all those things really were necessary just to get me out of my funk. I was in a funk. Um, and it's hard to be in a funk when your main job every day is to go and inspire others to get over their own funks. Um, so it was hard personally just trying to find my own motivation. And, um, you know, I appreciate all of the people who, um, sent text messages and inspired me. I mean, you guys really inspired me from watching Sharon put her miles in to Pam to you, my wife, my mom, and you, Ishmael, just really go out there and do these things. They they inspired me to push. And I think that we all need that. When you can't be the, the, the pusher for someone, you need that push. We all need a push. And, you know, I, I needed that push. And NYC was that push for me to say, it's go time to get back off the wagon, on the wagon, back on the horse, put the shoes back on and you just get out there and do what you know you can do. Right. Okay. So, so how did it feel to see and know that all 24 runners crossed the finish line, including oh, that lady next to you? Listen, that, that to me was, I, I, I haven't had a chance to ever watch since we started running because I've been running every single year. So to literally, I went home, changed, grabbed Sonali and I could not wait to get back so I can cheer you guys on. It's one thing to see you guys doing a race, like maybe like a Bronx 10 mile, I kind of see you in passing, but to be a real spectator um, and to, to do it and to be a real spectator for that race, it was incredible. Um, and I'm just so proud of everyone. Um, 
from this lady who's sitting next to me, who, you know, I endured to you know, my mom and the other 24 runners who finished this race, knowing the individual stories and seeing where everyone came from. That's why I had to have everybody on the show because there's so many things that people just don't know that go into someone getting one of these. It's not just about Instagram pictures and seeing what's going on. There's stories that everyone goes through to really showcase what they had to do time-wise, uh, family-wise, sacrifice, work sacrifice, time sacrifice, just to say that they got this thing done. And I'm just proud. I'm just proud of the running club. I'm proud of everybody for finishing. And I'm happy that no one had any major injuries uh, during the training. All right. First off, I just wanted to apologize myself because I know that I stood as far away from that last cheering section as I could. And all I did was like, you know, give the little point as I was going on, but I did hear the Puerto Rico and all the wet by chance going on as I went round. But um, it was good to see you and everybody that we saw on the markers joining up at the end. And I think that was the last push for everybody, especially when they were drained. So yes. that that was that was awesome. So um, Pi, you have any other questions? Yeah, uh, you keep talking about I'm I'm gonna well before the race you kept saying this is it I'm done this is the last one I'm done I'm retiring. I was asking if you wanted new shoes for Christmas. You were like, no, I'm done running. It's over. I think I'm gonna get into cycling. Maybe we'll get a Peloton. All this other mess, right? Um, and you know. For those of us who've been in the Spartan game for a while, we're very aware of how many times Sean has retired or threatened to retire. And then next year, we're signing up for 16 more races. So you, throughout this, and also a couple times earlier this week, you talked about the various things and races that you're planning to do. So I'm just curious, what's really next for you? We heard triathlon, someone... I mean, Jamel was just talking about the Dallas Marathon, which is in like four weeks or something. I heard you say something about a half marathon. Then I heard you say, I mean, last night what I heard was, I've got unfinished business, babe. So I'm just curious, what's next? Well, I, I do have unfinished business. Um, you know, my, my best is 4357, uh, and I know I can do more than that. And, um, you know, as, as someone whose main job is to show people that they can do more than they think they can do, when you know you can do more than something, I, I can't stop. And as long as my feet are running, I, I do want to do um, the Abbott Six so we can get those those international runs in. Um, you know, we've done New York four times already. So if New York happens again, that's going to be tough. But the Abbott Six is going to be, I think, the next thing on the docket. The and, smart uh, on pie is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does she know what she just signed up for? Well, um, here's, here's the thing. I'm just curious. What time in the morning are you now going to start waking up? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both are training in the morning, then we got to figure out. I'll, I'll train whatever. I oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I mean, Pi did kind of put herself yeah, on I can the table. Nighttime, like, like, midday. We'll find time. That, that, that's never a question. You can always find the time. But, um, you know, and I would love to do a triathlon. Just as I've said before, my swimming is, I'm not as confident in open water as I'd like to be. And all those open water things. That's the only thing if Vanessa and, and, uh, Erica, so listen, that's the only thing that's holding me back, just the, the confidence I would need to go out there and, and tackle open water. But as I'm going to share with you guys now, I'm going to be signing up for swimming lessons probably in January. So um, 
<laughs> a lot of things are coming down the pike. This is going to be a year where we have to be more today. And there's a reason why this thing is called Be More Today, because there's no point in us not cherishing the ability we have to go out there and just live life until the legs fall off, until the wheels fall off. We're going to do it. We're just going to like hope that the legs don't fall off. We do hope the legs mean? don't fall off. Yeah, yeah. we pray the legs yeah, stay off. We're going to hope yeah. and pray that things stay together. But that's, that's where I'm at, folks. We're here. We're in this. Job's not finished. Let's keep it going. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be more today. Today. You know, well, I'm gonna take a month off. I'm gonna take a month off. Okay. Like like Jamel said, rest is crucial. So we'll be working on some fun fundamentals for the next month. But yeah, the next run race will probably be January 23rd for that that Fred Lebo half. So let's be clear: taking a month off means like doing other kind of physical activity, just not running. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to stay. He's got to keep his foundation. You know. But um, you know, once uh, once you decide exactly what your schedule is. I'm sure the Spartan Sundays Run Club will be here to cheer you on. And um, we just got to get a lot more rabbits. Maybe Jamel is going to stay on as a rabbit with you. And then Arthur's now in rabbit territory. Um, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to keep expanding. Yeah, we're going to keep expanding. We're going to keep growing. That's and then on the growing. other side, we're going to have the sloths joining me. Don't you dare say that. They are called the turtle group. <laughs> and as stated right here, they will keep, they will stay alive. No, but seriously, Sean and Ishmael, both of you are on here. So I would just want to say thank you so much to both of you. Um, you guys are really inspirational. Uh, <clears throat> Sean, thank you for putting together all of the plans and things that I personally don't follow, but that everyone else in the group follows and for motivating us and sending us inspirational texts and reminders and Ishmael, thank you for the same. And also for making all the connections with all the companies and New York Roadrunners and all the places and representing our team and just always remembering to put God first and making sure that we remember that we're doing this as a team that no one's left behind. I mean, I can attest to no one being left behind. I mean, I tried many times during this race to get left behind and was told that no. And actually, like, yelled at a couple times. Pi so, literally um, tells us, leave me behind. And we have yeah, to say, you know, be quiet yeah. and let's but go. You guys are really inspirational. You both should be so proud of the fact that 24 runners signed up to do this, to do the marathon and 24 runners crossed the finish line. And that nobody was left behind and nobody didn't finish, right? And that we all got through it one way or another kicking screaming being carried being pulled smiling crying whatever way we did it we did it and you guys are instrumental in that and so i just want to say thank you so much and 2022 team no back fat let's go oh it's back you know what's old is new again team no back fat (laughs) is coming back so um i just want to Put a shout out there to New York Road Runners for allowing us to have that many runners this year, especially during a COVID year, because, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, there was not uh, international travel um, and that allowed New York to shine bright in house. You know, the local community was able to really come alive and cheer their own people. And that was great. We did love the international community that did come by, but um, 
you, you know, New York, like, like Sean said, it's, it's such a big place. They named it twice. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And that's it folks. We have all our runners on and I thank you so much for joining us for this two part series, the be more today show. Again, you can find this show on, um, any podcast that you love, your favorite podcast, of course, on our YouTube pages and continue to go out there and remember our quote from today and from last week as well. To get through the hardest journey, we need to take only one step at a time. We must keep on stepping. Keep on stepping. You just heard 21 stories from amazing people doing extraordinary things. So I hope you're inspired. Uh, go on Facebook and Instagram and follow Spartan Sunday Running Club. As always, follow Be More Today and the Be More Today show on, on Instagram and on Facebook. And for all the things Be More Today related, go to our website, bemoretoday.com, for our, my book. Uh, our swag store is open and pop and ready for business. And, of course, a podcast, which is heard in voices countries. And as I always say, folks, if you want to send me any information or questions about how to uh, engage with the people on the show or if you want to be on the show, uh, email me directly at drshawn at bemoretoday.com or follow us on our social media platforms. And as I always say, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life to continue to take your steps of greatness to be the best version of you. You. We'll see you next week. Be more today, everybody. Peace. 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 Be more today.